the foundings of the future. This is the way. This is the way. Welcome everyone, welcome back to another episode of Empire Radio, The Mandalorian, Season 2, Chapter 11, uh, I forget the name. The Heiress. The Heiress. The Heiress. I'm Drew. I'm Jeremiah. And I'm Andrew. And today, I have like, I just need to say one thing. We always say this on this podcast. Spoiler hash. No, no, not oh. that. Not even that <laughs> yeah. yet. No, no, no. But yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. I'm about to blurt that. stuff out, so I'm going to like say I was going to yeah. say, hashtag give it to Dave. Hashtag yeah. give it to Dave. And then if, we can probably just leave it there. And that was a fun episode. <laughs> you, the listener, had any doubts about John Favreau, who wrote the episode, mm. or Dave Filoni. Or Dice... Bryce Dallas uh, Bryce Howard, Howard yeah. who directed. I mean, honestly, oh, anybody. Bryce. Ludwig, in, the composer. Yeah, if you had any <laughs> doubts about the team. <laughs> just start naming everyone. <laughs> yeah, we just go through the entire credits. <laughs> yeah. If you had any doubts about the team behind The Mandalorian up until today. Why would, okay, first, they wouldn't. What, but but, but yes. hold, on, hold on, hold on, that's not the point. If you had any doubts, there is no reason you should have them anymore. <laughs> and today. if you do no. doubt. Uh, there's no hope for you. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But anyway, before we do our deep dive, Andrew. Yeah. Um, just Andrew here with some weekly shopkeeping items that don't really change, but the goal is to be repetitive. So you get all the information you need, especially if it's your first time here. If it is, welcome. Seriously. Thank you so much for being here. Um, and if you are over here from the Mandalorian podcast, because Unfortunately, we're not publishing content as of today on the Mandalorian podcast anymore. It's all on Empire Radio. If you're here from there, thank you for jumping over. We appreciate it. Um, but uh, we are being sponsored currently by the lovely people at cufflinks.com. Um, and part of that agreement, part of that sponsorship is that we have some really cool stuff that we are giving away on a weekly basis to you, the listeners. And as of 12, nope, 42 minutes ago, at the time of recording this, our giveaway, our third giveaway, this time for a really, really amazing looking gray Mandalorian helmet tie, necktie, it's mm -hmm. live. So if you want to win a really, really sweet Mandalorian tie that you can wear to work and basically be the coolest person in your office, um, you can head over to our Instagram or our Facebook. Uh, the links to enter the, or the link to enter the giveaway will be on both of those respectively. All you got to do is click on it, 
enter some uh, information, your name and your email, just those two. And then you have four options to rack up uh, entries into this giveaway. So head on over to those links, check them out um, and enter to win. If here's just another thing that I wanted to reiterate, if you have already entered a giveaway, you do have to enter again. Um, we are not pulling people every single time. But so far, we have had two uh, successful giveaways. We have two winners, and things are going really well. So if you want to get in on this one or any of the other ones uh, in the coming weeks, please stay tuned uh, on our social media for those. And uh, speaking of cufflinks.com, we're just going to take a quick second and listen to a word from them uh, all about what they do and who they are. Um, so before we jump into the main portion of the episode, let's take a quick listen to a word from cufflinks.com. Hey everyone, Andrew here with a word from the sponsor of today's episode, Cufflinks.com. If you didn't know, Cufflinks.com is the premium men's accessory marketplace, and they offer a wide array of products, including cufflinks, ties, lapel pins, and much more. The awesome thing about Cufflinks.com is that they partnered with popular brands like Star Wars to bring you exclusive, officially licensed products. They're even coming out with new Star Wars products surrounding the release of The Mandalorian Season 2 that you're not going to want to miss. This means that you can add a dapper Star Wars element to all of your formal outfits. Want to snag something awesome for yourself? Well, put in the code EMPIRE15, that's with a capital E and no space, at checkout and you'll receive 15% off your order with no minimum purchase. Still not convinced? Well, Cufflinks.com offers incredible customer service, free shipping on orders over $100, and one to five day delivery anywhere in the United States. Trust me, there's no way you could have a bad feeling about making your next purchase at Cufflinks.com. All right. Yeah. So go check out Cufflinks.com. Make sure you use our promo code at checkout as well. Yeah. Um, but, all right, here comes the meat, the potatoes, everything about, I mean, my day has been super stressful just leading up to this moment when I can actually talk right. to people that actually know what they're talking about about right. this. So, without further ado, make sure you understand that this is a hundred percent a spoiler review, and this is also going to be a spoiler review, probably about other Star Wars content. All Star Wars, all yeah, Star Wars. It's which fair game. Means majority of this is. Spoilers, it's about the Clone Wars and and, and I can just tell Rebels yeah. most so I'm just telling you guys now, like listen, if if, if you, you don't want to hear about yeah. certain people in this episode and you want to learn it for yourself by watching Clone Wars and Rebels, yep, get um, out of here. I will right see now. I, I will see you in a year. That's like sixty five <laughs> hours or seventy hours yeah. of content that you gotta catch up on. But take off two yeah. weeks of work, catch up, come back. Yeah. And then you'll have more episodes. The weekend. Just a weekend yeah. for Jeremiah because uh, he has this weird timer warp. It's an yep. anti yep. Yeah, I mean, and be aware if you're in the car with someone, if you're driving while you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I know what's going on, ask them, them if out. they know what. Yeah, if they yeah. don't know, you got to stop. Have them, don't, have, yeah, have them tuck and roll. It's yeah, okay. Tuck and roll, <laughs> open the door. Don't Kick be that out. guy, that guy or a girl or, 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 or whatever right. you would like to be. You know, Don't be that All person. Right. All right, let's get to this. So, Chapter 11. Well, so we normally do uh, our overall thoughts, but I think we can just skip that and say this is like the most amazing thing ever. So well, I would, oh. I would like, I, I would like to add something. I would like to add the fact that 
we, like we, we there was a general sense of what was going to happen you know like we we were talking about it last week okay no 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 drew you take that face you take it take it away you know that we had a general idea that we were going to get a character reveal during this episode like the, everything was leading towards that based on the trailer based on because we saw Sasha Banks's character yeah but we thought she was someone that she wasn't right but what i'm saying is even though i thought i knew what was going to happen it was a yes. very nice surprise. Yes. Yes. So and I And the think... way it happened was a nice, pleasant sucker punch right across the face. Because <laughs> it yeah. happened so quickly. Um I'm yeah. really interested to see Jeremiah's reaction. Like, I have a lot of questions for Jeremiah, essentially. I, I have a lot of answers. <laughs> as like a Clone Wars diehard fan, as like if you guys are first time listeners, um, welcome. But Jeremiah is like our definition of like what do we need to know about Clone Wars? Because Jeremiah's seen it like five times, like yeah, all the me, way through, all the way through. Yeah, 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 yes. Like, and I've seen it. Andrew's seen it all, but like, mm-hmm. it's more of like, wait, what? And then Jeremiah's like, well, remember this on this world. Yeah. And I mean, like, I've seen it twice, but I still don't remember everything. Yeah, and I've Jeremiah seen it, does. like, recently. Yeah. But still, yes. So I think I'm really interested to see, and I have a question for Jeremiah. So, All right. But all in all, I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to jump okay. the gun. No. Nope. Okay, just jump it. I just nope. want to. Uh, 9.5 My... out of 10. Huh? Nine point five out of ten. Yep, I'm just already ranked. Wait, wait, wait. is this higher than the first one? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. It's not higher than the first one for me. Wait, okay. Well, that makes sense. This is the best episode this season. No, and I I disagree. Oh, well, it's funny because for those of you that don't, hold on, hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 guys, 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 for the for the listeners. If you had the context, I'm just going to give you the context. So Drew's favorite character is Boba Fett, <laughs> and Jeremiah's favorite character is Ahsoka. And without spoiling any of the conversation, I believe you understand why. Okay. okay. Even if Ahsoka was not mentioned in here, it would still be the best episode of the season. I disagree. Because my thing is all Guys, around, like my stop yelling. My episode, episode one, is like it can be its own movie. Like it's just itself. Really yeah, good. that's that's this, the problem with it. It has nothing to do with the what? rest of the season. No one cares problem? about the crate dragon anymore. I'm it's over past. here. I'm over it's here. Done. I'm over here having a moment for, like Anakin from Revenge of the Sith, where I'm like, "What have I done?" <laughs> but like, I, feel like I just opened is, a whole can I of worms. This is the this most, is this is a perfect episode for me. Okay, Every but, single thing about this show, this episode, is what is I want. Episode one, though, because nothing. There's not a lot in that first episode that pushes the the story. But it pushes he Star gets, Wars forward. I don't care about that. I care about how do you? I care about the Mandalorian show plot. All he got in there was Boba Fett's armor, mm-hmm. and nothing in that led him on his journey. When we get to the second episode, he randomly finds a person who knows someone who knows someone of the, of the Mandalorians. Like nothing in well, that first episode pushes him forward and make taking a lead. If he doesn't he find the lead in the first place. He would have never met the frog girl who would never lead that him does, to this. That doesn't situation. mean 
that doesn't mean that the first episode is better. No, I'm not. It's, it's like if George Lucas me. didn't have the name Lucas, he wouldn't have named Luke Luke, and then Star Wars wouldn't be Star Wars. So therefore, dear Luke, Lord, it's like it, no, no that, that's that is what. No, Gentlemen. because like my 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 point of view, I'm gonna drop this because this has nothing to do with what we're really talking about in this episode. My point of view is like mine alone is good and it's perfect. I know this is a really good episode, but I know next episode or episode five, which most likely it's gonna be, yeah, right, is going to be better than this one. Well, okay, that's, no one's arguing that. I'm saying but, that this episode is better than the first is, episode. Okay, it has I, nothing I can to do agree, with what four and five like, are gonna do. I can agree that this episode brings Mandalorian story arc a lot, and I agree that this is really good and it's amazing. I'm not saying it's not an amazing episode. Me personally, if you have Tatooine and Boba Fett all in one thing, that's all I need. So it's a biased opinion. I'm not saying it's not biased. So it's biased, so it's not objectively based. I think it is for me personally, but I understand how everyone else probably doesn't have the same I'm, opinion. I'm saying that objectively on paper, no, and as the emotional connection, it is perfect okay, but... in every way. If it wasn't for the objective <laughs> things of the plot... Guys, I am... I just love it. Listeners. <laughs> listeners. Uh, you guys should always I, no, I am, I'm, I'm talking to the listeners here. I'm sorry. I was not aware oh, that God. saying what I said was going to lead to I don't this. even remember what you said. <laughs> I, I said that it was a 9.5 out of 10 for me. He disliked it. I really uh, liked it. That's all I said. <laughs> I really liked it. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's, let's get let's, into the real let's, episode. Let's do scene by scene, and then hopefully <laughs> okay. my commentary will sway some opinions. But it's, there's nothing to sway. Okay. No. 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 Scene by scene. <laughs> so we started out in the janky Razor Crest. That yes. is a beautiful scene, by the way. Floating through space. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Doors flapping. In the beautiful, and the reminds me of my, reminds me of my first car. <laughs> Mine's every one of everyone's first car. Yeah. Um, well, maybe Mando, not, but... the frog lady, and the child are taking a snooze, and a beeper goes off, <laughs> and they wake up. And they're like, "Oh, we made it!" And then Din Jaren's like, "This is going to be a rough landing. We got to do this manually." Everything, the the nav computer or whatever is not working, right? And they just start falling. They weren't landing; they were falling with style. They were like Buzz Lightyear. Ah, but... nice. I was gonna say that if you didn't. Mm. Good one. Good. <laughs> and he's like, "We'd have just enough fuel to make this." And I think it's funny that there just happened to be one landing pad that was available. Like, yeah. <laughs> if there wasn't that, they would have been screwed. But. The person in the aircraft like tower, like, you're coming in too hot. You're going too fast. Slow down, blah, 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 freaking out. And they're about to crash. And then he just turns the engines on. Boom. Okay. Perfect. Perfect landing. He's going. And I then was one so end. I'm so proud of him. Yo, I know. I'm so and proud of him. I was like, oh, you just, you pulled that out of your rear and you saved it. You saved that situation. You're, you're good. Good pilot. And then, and, and then, then the left engine, oh, or the right engine technically blew, and it fell into the water. Like literally, like a foot away from landing, it blows into the water. And I'm, I literally yelled out, "Gosh!" Like I was so, I was like, I laughed. I, 
And then the Hard. then the Mon the the uh, the Mon Kala Mari was like shaking his head like gosh dang it this is a joke. But anyway, before that happened, when they were showing from his point of view the Mon Kala when the flame ball was mm-hmm. coming down, that was a cool shot. Yeah, that was great. Um, and then the next scene is: Do you remember? Do you recognize that ship that or that thing that pulled out the Razor Crest out of the water? Uh, what's so it? It looked like an ATAT legs. It, yeah, it was similar. I believe that same model was on Corellia in the solo movie as as he's racing through the, the shipyards. Oh, how, how, did, yeah. how did you he's, even catch that? Because I watched Star Wars. You watch Star Wars. Wait, I mean, I do too, but every... it's, it's walking in the background when he's on like the dock going trying to is, escape okay so correct sure. me if i'm wrong jeremiah but in jedi fallen order it don't they show that too when like the first map when he's trying to like loot in like that one place uh that one planet I when he's remember. looting i feel like i saw it in the background i could be wrong but it seemed like like a tool that is used a lot right. in certain situations so, i don't know forklift if... Yeah, I don't know if it was the same one from Solo, but it reminded me of that. And it kind of makes things like this is not something that was bought, but repurposed after the Empire fell. Because why would these random like fish species have this random Empire? Like, yeah, yeah. stuff falls in the water all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. And... Mando gets out of the ship and he talks to the Mon Calamari. He's like, so can you fix it? (laughs) And the guy was like, like, yeah, I can figure out what to do. And then then he's like walking away and he's like, I can put some fuel in it. Well, he he says, I can make it fly. He's like, I'll make it fly. And he's like, I'll just put some fuel in it. (laughs) (laughs) If it holds fuel. So like it's, uh, it's pretty bad. That's, that's rough. It's rough. Yeah. And it's all covered in seaweed and stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, but immediately after that, fish or the frog lady, she walks off onto the port and she kind of does like a frog scream thing to like, <laughs> like maybe a mating call. I don't know. Like she was trying to get the, the attention of her husband, which immediately he shows up. It happens. And it was quickly. a nice, it was, it was, uh, it was a, a nice moment. It yeah, was. It was. Yeah. I, w- I was happy for frog lady. And yeah. I was sitting on the couch with my wife watching this this morning, and I heard my wife go, "Oh!" And I was like, "Yeah, that's a, it's a sweet one. That's a good one. Keeping it wholesome. I appreciate it." Yep. And so Din Jaren goes up to the couple and like, "So I hear, you know, you can put me in touch with people of my kind or whatever." He's like, "Well, I can." He brings them to the inn, and it's a little like diner, restaurant area. And the Mon Calamari that's running it was like, all right, sit over here and blah, blah, blah. And he orders, Din Djarin orders some chowder for the kid. And because yeah, he said they had to order something. They both had to order something. Mm-hmm. So, but did you re- notice what Din Djarin paid with? Yes. Mm-hmm. He paid with the money he took when he brought in the, the blue guy from episode, season one, yep. episode one. Yep. The Calamari uh, flan. Yep. So that was cool that they they did that where they he 
gave money credits that were specific to a species, so it was more meaningful. But I like that a little Easter egg type thing that they did. And so the server, he goes to talk with a Quarren, right? Quarren. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, really quickly, God. I want to interject really, really quickly here and just mention how how good, how beneficial to the world building of Star Wars it is to see these species in live action. Just, just right. even if they're not playing, you know, pivotal roles. Um, because like, you know, we get Admiral Akbar, right? Who's a Mon Calamari in the original trilogy. And then of course we do get more Mon Calamari in primarily in the sequel trilogy, you know, cause there are Admiratus or I guess that's Rogue that's One. So, Rogue One. but yeah. at bars in, uh, the sequel trilogy briefly, R. but R. it's R. really, yeah, it's just really nice to see, I guess more of the universe if you will, just seeing a planet full of Corrin and Mon Calamari. Yeah. Um, Cause for me, it, it just solidifies. And there's a running thing with this episode that does the same thing in multiple ways, but it solidifies and ties together the star, the greater star Wars universe. Cause there's something about seeing something in live action. That's different and seeing it really expressive too. That's mm-hmm. different from game animation, clone wars, Etc. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so this episode did a lot for me, and just like it widened the universe for me, but then it also made it a lot smaller. If you get yeah, what I'm yeah, you well, know? and like every time we see these both of these species like interact, it seems like they're both from like the general same worlds in a sense, and like maybe this well, they are this well, how, they are well, that's what I mean, yeah, but like, but even this world that isn't the world that we originally thought they were all from right you know what i mean like this is a different water planet world but it just so happens that they are still interacting the same with each other which i think is kind of cool it it just shows like any any big major water planet they're probably both on there together so right it's pretty cool yeah yep and so as the server is talking to a corin in the distance, Baby Yoda is playing with his food. Or, yes, he is. <laughs> or, or getting attacked. <laughs> so I was like, because when they're, when they're pouring the, the slop into the bowl, you see a, each time a, a, a chunk falls in. Yeah. And I, okay, you're like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, But apparently there's a live squid in each little portion, which is kind of funny. And it face hugs Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there are more, even more parallels to Alien in this season oh, yeah. than, I, whole, than I ever... Th- whole thing yeah. is Aliens, which is really interesting to me. But yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Let's keep yeah. going. But. Anyways. But the one thing that I... If you watch it again, because like Mando, he goes to like poke the squid and he does it like their animation is wrong with it because he like air punches the hit he stabs the air like he doesn't even get close to the squid and it's like the squid falls in back into the soup but like, i thought he got it in one of its legs he didn't it's it's off huh which is kind of weird but like i feel like they they filmed it and then when they made the small squid it wasn't big enough to reach where he motioned mm. with the, the knife and 
What and I, I, I know why that. this isn't my favorite one out oh, of the three gosh. episodes. That's true, Katie. All right, keep it going. Uh, <laughs> and so the corn comes over and says, "You know, I can bring you to some more of your kind that were best car." Uh, you say it's a couple hour journey or a couple day journey. Hours. I can't remember. A couple hour journey, three hour yeah. tour. Because I remember thinking to myself, "Huh, that's not bad." Right. <laughs> like I just, that's what I thought to myself when I heard that. I was like, "Oh, this is." This is good. Yep. And so he goes, they go, we meet, like, immediately the next scene is them on their fishing boat type of thing. Which is the scene that we've seen in the trailer. Right. Yep. And so I'm like, cool, we're here on a boat, blah, blah, blah. And this is where my heart was just like, this is where I, just, the next five minutes was just insane. Yeah. And granted, this is like t- like ten minutes into the movie, like or the episode, like yeah, and th- like this is happening quick, like yeah. literally, like when you watch it the second time, you can see the dialogue, like okay, he's setting up the child for something bad, but the mm-hmm. first time, I'm like, oh cool, we're gonna have a little zoo now, zoo up the thing, f- like the first time I suspected something. Because of the way Din Djarin reacts, he's skeptical, and because of his skept- his skepticalness of it, I was like, "Wait a second! Why do they want? Why do they want that kid so close?" Right. And I, then, the, the second time I watched it, it, it you see that more clearly. But I'm just kind of like, "Right? Oh, what is this? What do they call it, like a, a mama gore or something like that?" Some, I'm Manicore? Like, okay. Is that what it was? Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I've, I'll have to look it back up, but it's something close to that. And so I was like, okay, this is cool. Like, what is this little sea monster that they're going to show? And the Corrin uses his staff and Manticore. Manta. Okay. He baseballs home run swings it into the, the child, into the, the cage, water cage, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And my heart just sunk. Yep. Like I was mm-hmm. insanely yep. shocked. Yep. And you see this thing come up from underneath the the pod, and you see Baby Yoda close it on himself. Yeah, I was which... really glad he closed it because it was when it was open. I was like, "Oh gosh, oh what is about to happen?" And then I'm I'm so glad. I am so glad that he did that himself because yeah. we have lost him. I was like, I I couldn't believe it. Like, I was so shocked by yep. by that. Because the child closed it, right? Yeah, he closed it himself. Yeah, which to me, it like that one scene in the beginning of episode one where we we saw that he knew yeah. how to close it. That was leading up to this point. Yeah, that was a foreshadow. That was yeah. like setting up to understand that he actually knows how to uh, this thing that he sits in functions to protect him. And so I thought that was really cool that he did that. And like, yeah, as, as an audience, we weren't surprised because we've seen him do it before. So right. well done. Well done. So then when that happens, then he does a perfect form of diving into the water. Like, yes, he does. They they had to hire like Michael Phelps to do that yeah. dive into the water or something because that I was mean, like perfect form. He doesn't really do much of his own stunts, so probably that's probably. probably Phelps. His lungs looked a little big bigger than the average Joe. Yeah, I could yep. see it. 
And so then he dives in and the corn, they put the cage over the, the top and they close that and they start like banging on Din Jaren when he's trying to like get air and stuff. And I'm like, this is not good. Well, how we is, see that the jet how, pack how is he going to get out water. of this? Huh? Yeah, we that's a that that's jet a pack. Yeah. Works well, we'll in see, water. We'll get that there in a second. But oh. um, I was like, I don't know how he's going to get out of this because every episode, it seems like he, he's I'm, in a. I'm, I'm so tired of people trying to get his best car. I know, dude. It's so stupid. Why? Just well, let his clothes his clothes like stop trying to see what's underneath well i mean i understand why they're doing it i'm just saying it's just annoying every at every turn someone's like i could i could kill that guy and steal his armor but then you know mandalorians have a reputation for a reason like i think it's because it's so shiny compared to other people no i'm i'm being serious maybe because like other mandalorians aren't having the same threat of being declothed the same as wow, Dinjarin has that. been. Well, it seems because in that first episode, the the Cyclops guy was like, you know, there's high demand no, for. I know that's true. The, that's true. I, I, yeah, I know. But then, like, meanwhile, there was a sheriff in Tatooine that he knew of. He knew that there is a Mandalorian on Tatooine. There's this random sheriff there holding. Yeah, it. but like, no one knows. I mean? Like, no one knows about that town though. Mas Pogo, like the, the mechanic lady was like, I haven't heard that name in years. Like no one goes yeah, yeah. there or knows about it. That's true. My my thing is I feel like because it's so shiny and so intense, it sticks it sticks out like a sword thumb. Well, yeah, but even in season one, episode one, when he gets that first bounty, the the thug in the the bar is like, Yeah, is that real yeah. best car? Like he's even with his janky armor that he had, they were pointing he, out his best car armor. So I so even mm-hmm. like no matter the armor, like quality, yeah, people it, want se- it. it seems like people just want it. Yeah, it's true. Well, if you, it, this is just the way. If you have best car armor on, like, yeah, just, people want you. Be prepared to try to get people to come at you and take your clothes off. You gotta yeah, fight them off. Yep, fight them off. So anyway, I'm like, uh, okay. yeah. Anyways, <laughs> every episode he's in a situation where he's trying to like get out of a hard. Either the child or his clothes. Yeah, like something something's always he's at the seconds away from death, and he always comes out victorious. But this time, he doesn't have a way out, and three Mandalorians show up, and this was amazing because I immediately, yes, I immediately recognize the Night Owl helmet. Yes. Okay, so here's the thing. I really wish I was in Jeremiah's room. I was with Jeremiah when this happened. I didn't. Like, I recognized it, but I couldn't, in the in the split second when it showed up, I couldn't recall who that the night out. Yeah, because well, it, it's been a while since I've seen both Rebels and Clone Wars. And so for a... Okay, guys, I'm sorry. Seriously? I didn't make a face. He's the one making the face. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm season saying. Season seven. <laughs> we just watched it. Dude. Okay, it's, anyway. It's, it's, it's 2020. You know how much has happened in 2020? Good right, Lord. Right, right, Anyways, right. so what I was saying is I didn't I, I didn't immediately recognize it. That's or right. I didn't immediately tie it to a character, but I recognized it. And my thoughts literally within a few milliseconds were, gosh, that looks familiar. That looks familiar. Oh, my gosh, because it clicked. And – I freaked out. So did you 
immediately know it was Bo-Katan, or did you just know it was from her group that she has? I thought it was Bo-Katan. I knew it was her right away. Because, like, for you, like, there was, like, or same with me, like, I was, like, overwhelmed. Like, I couldn't process what I was thinking because everything was happening so fast. Like, I immediately understood it was the, the Night Owl helmet. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I was, like, I knew that there was various people with that same helmet design. Right. right? Yeah. And everything was happening so fast, I didn't have the time to think, like, oh, there was rumors that Bo-Katan was going to be in this season. Same here, yeah. And so, like, I was, like, I was, I was just freaking out. And I, sure, I was, was, like, I was freaking out. Dream? This is, like, Can so amazing. Know? Like, this is... And so it wasn't until she lifted her helmet up where I saw the yep. red hair. That's when yep. I was like, yes, that's Bo-Katan. Yep. So for me, I knew right away. I just knew as soon as I saw the outfit, I'm like, it has to be her. If it's not, it's going to be like, it would have yeah. to be someone wearing her outfit, obviously. But like, I was just like, it's going to be her. Like the same with like Boba. No one thought we'd get Boba Fett and we did. So I'm like. It we're gonna go with it. It is her until I'm wrong. Like so, I I was just like, it's her, and and it's really great. Her. It was really great to see them. I mean, the whole episode, but even in the in just the initial reveal of the three of them, just kicks so much butt. Oh yeah, like and, you know. And then I don't know if you guys noticed, but the the muzzle flashes under the water were yellow. Okay. Okay. Well, they all have yellow blaster bolts. Well, yeah. Oh, but, but what I was saying is, it, it, that was a nice Easter egg for me because when I saw it, I was like, "Ah, they're really, <laughs> they're really tying in all the continuity here. That's good, mm-hmm. right?" And so they just, like you said, they just killed everyone. They were just like so efficient. And the thing is, um, Din Jaren, he is a bounty hunter, and most likely those other Mandalorians that he was with in the covert on Navarro. They were probably, you know, other bounty hunters or like they're low key. Like they weren't like whatever. But these three weren't bounty hunters. They were like soldiers. And so their ability to fight and what they were able to do was so much more efficient and more professional than anything Din Djarin has done to this point. Like we've seen him do some great things like in the prisoner episodes, episode six, chapter six. Where like he takes on those droids and he's like, great, but it's all, it's good, but it's all like, like trickery in a sense. Like where he's like, you know, hitting the knee and then like, then shooting this one. And like, he's kind of doing like more like chaotic attacks, well, but, but and, still organized, but it's not like military training. I mean, it's not as refined. Well, right. and it's also like, you know, that it's like droids, like not people. So he's like able to whip one over a different way than he would like an actual human. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like in that scene, it's efficient, but if that was the same as like all people, I don't think it would play out that same way. Right. And so like this, like though, you can tell that they're like a hundred percent trained, like not cause like even when he did like that bar scene and like the beginning of uh chapter or whatever, chapter 10, right. Or nine. He, when he was fighting and he used his helmet to like block the punches, it almost seemed like he also didn't really have a choice. Like he had to do that because it was more of a sense like he was not as smooth as he potentially could be. Granted, he's had like zero sleep this whole time, but. 
and he hasn't eat in five days, but you know, yeah. Right. So what I really liked though, was when, um, so they open the cage to get Mando out. And I really like how Bo-Katan says, you know, we'll take care of it, brother. I really mm-hmm. like that they identified with him as their kind and one right of away. their own. And um, he's like, I'm fine. Go, go save the kid. Go save the kid. And uh, the girl's name is Casca Reeves. That's her character name. She mm-hmm. dives in with perfect form as well. Like, so I guess apparently part of your training as a Mandalorian is right. Diving into water. I love how quick, I love how quick she was too. Cause she yeah. literally just says, I got it. And then just goes not yeah. even a second thought, you know? Yeah. And so it's like already immediately I'm thinking these are people who are like with Mando, like culturally like connected to how they live their life. Like they just are, they just do it. Like it's part of who they are. And so then you see, you know, there's, what you like you mentioned a second ago, the blaster bolts underwater, like you see her killing the beast, the monster, and then jetpacks out of the water with the child. And that was cool. Like I never even thought of like using a a jetpack underwater. Like I didn't even think that right. was a thing. Mm-hmm. So that was a great addition to how we understand Mandalorian armor, that they can jetpack underwater or jetpack yeah. out of water at least. And and come to fine. think of it, I bet you they were trained to swim with their armor because it weighs them down. So probably as a youngling or as a young Mandalorian, they probably train you to learn how to get out of situations, all situations. Um, yeah. So yeah, she, right. they probably do have perfect form because they have to train it. Granted, right. they probably all have Michael Phelps as their stunt devil, but you know. What if Michael Phelps is a Mandalorian? Oh. That would make a lot of sense. He has all that metal. Okay. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So, the child's fine. He's he's safe. And uh, the Mandalorian is just grateful and thankful. And he's just relieved. And as he's thanking them and saying, you know, I've been on, I think he's just like, I'm on a quest or blah, blah, blah. And that's when they all take their helmets off. Yep. And that's when I saw the red hair and I was like, this is Bo-Katan. Oh, this is yep. amazing. This is like, I'm already blown away. Cause the last three, four minutes have been just nonstop in action. Yeah. And then you see, um, Din Djarin, or Alex, I should say, Pedro Pascal's performance like it was in chapter nine when yep. um mm-hmm. the uh what's his name what's the character's name? Ty Ty no Tycoactine. No, the 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 guy with Cobb, the Mando Cobb uh, armor. Cobb Vance, yeah. Cobb, Cobb Vance. When when he takes his helmet off and yeah, yeah. the the amount of motion that we get from Pedro Pascal with no face was so intense and he does it again yeah. here yeah where i'm pretty he's sure just, he stops in mid-sentence too he does he does, yep. he does. Yep. and he stands up and he just like his anger and confusion and concern was was perfect in that scene and he's like where did you get that armor 
again, the same way he did it with uh, Cobb Vanth. And um, they kind of like are kind of confused for a second. And she's like, I have, my name is Bo-Katan uh, Kreese, or from, from House Kreese or whatever it is. And I've had this armor for three generations. Like this is, I was born on Mandalore. I fought in the Purge. Like I am a Mandalorian. He's like, Mandalorians don't show their face. And then that's when uh, she's wanted there. He's Costco Reeves and the other guy, the guy's name is Axe Woves. And they look at each other and she's like, Oh, you're a child of um, the watch. The watch, which yep. was which is interesting phraseology because we know those as uh, Death Watch in the Clone Wars, and we do, yeah. So I was like, "What's the? Is there a difference between Death Watch and the Watch, or is it just kind of like a abbreviated phrase that they use? I don't know for sure. Um, I think it was just abbreviated. I think it's abbreviated, but also I think like Death Watch was during that part where they separated and like death watch took over Mandalore and the clone wars. And I think they got rid of death once they kind of came back together. Possibly. My understanding. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. And so Bo-Katan, she describes, um, the watch as a religious cult that tries to bring back the ancient way of mm-hmm. Mandalore. Um, I'm just trying to clarify. So Bo-Katan was part of death watch, right? Because when, when, because uh, she was with Pre Vizsla. And so when, but when Maul comes and defeats Pre Vizsla and becomes the ruler of Mandalore, she's like, no outsider will be part of Mandalore, blah, blah, blah. And she escapes with the rest of the Night Owls. Right. So was she, was she a part of Death Watch or was she? Well, no, and, and she was loyal to Mandalore. She was loyal to Mandalore. She was. But to be fair, the Death Watch back then was also very different than I think the, the watch that we're seeing well, now. Well, right. But you know, because they took she, off their helmets too, but she left death. She I did. thought she'd left yeah. death. Okay. So she was part of death watch and she left. Yeah. Cause death watch was once uh mall took over death watch was the part like mall, like took over the majority of death watch or yeah. Yeah. So like those were the people that were fighting on Maul's side were actually the majority of Death Watch clan. Right, right. So it, it shows how she's she's connected to the Watch. So she's connected mm-hmm. to Din Djarin in a way that's different than most other Mandalorians, even yeah. though she's yeah. not part of the Watch anymore. And so I I really liked the tension that was there in that moment. And then yeah, me too. And then when um, he's like, I'm done with these three. I don't want anything to do with them. He takes his jetpack and leaves. Yeah. And then he, I, he's really, back. Up. Really quickly, I thought it was a good way to solidify the difference because I think, you know, I think a lot of people were confused because you have so much heavy dialogue about, you know, no, and by the way, in the, in the preview, in the preview yes, before the episode, to mention that. yes, yeah. they they spent a lot of time talking about the helmets, and I was like, yeah. "We're getting a character reveal." I don't yeah. know who it is, but well, we're getting. I a knew reveal. that. I knew because they were saying like, you know, um, you don't show your face, and like 
the preview thing and i'm like yeah we are going to meet mandalorians in this episode and they're going to yeah. take their helmet off like i knew that was going to happen yeah mm-hmm. and i, we I all thought it was someone else I yeah, thought, we, yeah we all thought it was going to be sabine because yeah. um in the trailer we see uh casca reeves we didn't know that her name but casca reeves in the black cloak thing yeah and then we see her before he uh connects with um the corn i'm like okay maybe that's 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 i'm like this has to be sabine even though she doesn't have purple hair or red hair or pink hair or tie-dye hair like maybe that she we just, could see that we could see yeah but i was, was like all good, right it was a good guess by everyone i feel like i feel Animal's like they cool. i feel like they did that on purpose. do you think they put her oh, in the yeah. trailer to make us think probably well <laughs> but, and, like, but I, you didn't know that she was sabine you thought she was a Jedi because that is true. There was the, the voiceover the Jedi stuff. His, yeah. so we knew that wasn't a Jedi, but I bet you the average fan that saw the trailer was like, Oh, Jedi. Yeah. Cause right. it had like a Jedi looking cloak and they disappeared quickly. Like, yeah, it's the Jedi, but come on guys. Yeah. I, I, I just really liked the way very quickly we were given just in a passing, oh, he's one of those, you know, and she makes the comments a comment. And I think she says religious zealots. Yes. Yeah. She like she uses yeah. that phrase. It was it was a great way without going into a ton of detail to distinguish between the Mandalorians in almost a single sentence, if not a, just a few, you know, like two or three sentences. Mm-hmm. Distinguish between Din Djarin, who we've seen and and it has been emphasized so much him not taking off his helmet mm-hmm. versus the ones that we have seen cuz obviously i mean freaking you know jango even though he wasn't a mandalorian but it started there and then of course throughout the the clone wars and the rebels we got a ton of mandalorians removing their helmets and yep. i just really like the way without wasting any breath without going too deep they just cut right to the chase and they explained that division there and so right. yeah. that was a re- really really good way to to frame that right yeah and again and that's you know one of the reasons why I love this episode so much is because they they tell the audience so much in a yeah. short amount of time it's a short episode and you don't feel like you are missing information of course yeah. there's a lot of questions come up in this episode but like yeah you can leave the episode full of knowledge and you're and satisfied. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like, you're not, you're not like, Oh, I wish they did some more of this or something like that. There's, there's nothing missing from this. And that's why I love it so much. Yeah. I think, I think what excites me about this is explaining like, this is you guys might Jeremiah might roll his eyes, but explaining the Mandalorian stuff so well, so fast is going to I, I get I have hope for them explaining Boba Fett's story quickly. Oh they could do and that. Oh, sure, sure. For fans that don't know the lore. Because like the biggest thing about the show is that a lot of people that don't know Star Wars is learning and watching this show right, right, and getting yeah. into Star Wars or they just love this show because it's like like I don't want to say it like it's like the the show that's going on right now. Like this is, is this is the modern day like right now Game of Thrones essentially like this is the hype show that's like sci-fi like different and it's really cool and everyone's into it and everyone loves it and so like they have to explain it for people that don't understand Star Wars and they're doing amazingly and it gives yeah. me hope for them explaining Boba Fett's story 
so I don't have to keep telling people about it. <laughs> well, and and while while we're here, I know Jeremiah wants to move on, but while we're here, I'll just say quickly, I you know we've been talking about character development and that how, how that has been a theme for uh, Dinjar in this whole season. How mm-hmm. we've gotten these moments of character development, especially starting in episode two with the parental dynamic that we talked about, but now we didn't touch on it in this episode. And when I say we, I meant, you know, Lucasfilm didn't touch on it in this episode a ton, but now he's faced with two things simultaneously. One, a a crisis of faith or is, is kind of a bad way to say it, but like a, a crisis of belief Right, yeah. In a, you know, but then simultaneously his world is just widened exponentially because not yeah. only does he realize, oh, the way that I grew up and the way that I've been taught is not the only way. Yeah. I, no, no pun intended. It's not the only way. But also, am I wrong? You know, right. and, and yeah. like they never they never go into it internally. They never have those moments where he's contemplating all of it. But you can you you can tell you see it you see yeah. it on his face in a sense, and I'll you see it throughout the episode. And there's one particular scene towards the end where it really shows that I will get yeah. to that I sure. really like. And sure. you know, you were saying crisis of faith, and like you know, this is not the only way, or he's exposed to new ideas. Like it kind of reminded me. I don't. We don't need to go into too much detail, but like um, you know, us three, we, you know, we're Christians and. Um, you know, we went to the same Bible college and all that stuff and spoilers, spoilers, um, but <laughs> at different you know, times, but yes, we, we see a lot of different people in their face, go to this Bible college and be exposed to new ideas in a way that they're surprised by. And I remember doing that, you know, just that first month in, like I kind of felt like Din Jaren a little bit, like I didn't realize that. Christians thought differently than me type of thing. Like I didn't know that was a thing. And so I see that same conflict in Dinjar where he's surprised Mm -hmm. that there are Mandalorians that are, that claim to be faithful Mandalorians, but have different beliefs and actions in the way they live out their beliefs. And it's a theme. I'm not, and God, this is a can of worms that I'm not going to open, but I've even seen that. But between evangelicals and politics, and right. how yeah, there's such a wide array array of things that people believe, and some of it is, is disgustingly toxic, and some of it is great. I mean, on a large scale, that theme resonates with the world. You know, we've seen the public eye. We've got a long way to go, but I, I think the public eye even has been opened even more to systematic racism. And people have had to face that. I mean, like faith aside, all of that aside, like e- even just on a human moral level, people have had to face that too. And their their eyes are being open to like, oh, this is a thing. And I my world is being expanded because of these conversations and these these things that I'm seeing and I'm experiencing alongside my fellow humans. Um, and so I, it's such a simple moment. It really is. And And if you don't, you can miss it if you don't think about it too much, but it's such a good way of resonating with the viewer and resonating with the something, world. yeah, with the world as a whole, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyways, I, great, great direction on Bryce Dallas Howard. Great, 
her part, yes. great writing on John Favreau's part because he he's in the credits as writing this episode. Like, it's it's good stuff. Oh yeah. Um. Well, so. now that Bogotan's a thing, Jeremiah. This is where I have a question. Yeah. Are you excited? That's the same voice as Bogotan playing that role. I do. Katie Sackoff, right? Her name. Mm-hmm. I yeah. That is amazing that they did it that way. Um, now, are you sad? <laughs> that... No, I'm not sad at all. Like I, I prefer that they do that. No, like... no. I'm saying, are you sad that potentially the Soka we're gonna get isn't well? Who that's you kind of to... that is problematic, which I think would be great if like. They, they 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 leaked the Rosario Dawson thing like to mislead people, but then Ashley Eckstein is actually the live action Ahsoka, and she lied to everyone. Yeah, that would be great. Like I want that to happen. Um, so it, it is kind of disappointing. I guess you write that. That, that was my question because I feel like this is a big thing, right? That they did that they did the live action uh, Bogotan with the voice actor for Bogotan in Clone Wars and in Rebels. Well, um, it also helps that Katie Sackhoff really, I mean, like, with the hair and with the... It's a wig. Well, sure. But the with the headdress, too, that she has, like, across her forehead, like, she really, she resembles Bo-Katan a great deal, too. Yeah. Because, like, when, when, she took, when she took her helmet off, I, there wasn't a single second guess. I was like, yep. Oh, heck yeah. Bravo. Great job. You did it. Like... Yeah. And then, of course, hearing her voice, I'm like, yep, a thousand more points. You guys nailed it, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm I'm not mad that Ashley Eckstein's – well, I am not happy that Ashley Eckstein's not the live action, but um, – That we know. That we know. We don't know. But um, I really like that they actually still did that for Bo-Katan. And I hope in the future they could do that as well. Like, you know, I really want – um, Hondo to be in this show at some point, and it'd be great if they had the same voice actor. Like, <laughs> and I was gonna mention that because they, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I don't want. Okay, but let's keep going. Uh, so after Dinjern takes off from the ship, he lands on the port and he looks back and it sees the ship that he was on, and he sees the three Mandos jetpack off and the oh, ship explodes. And that is just, beautiful. Uh, it's like in the sunset too, right? What like a, it's, yeah, what a beautiful shot. Come and it's like on. it's such a a beautiful shot and it's kind of like I don't know, like you see it I think it's with the sunset and the Mandalorians take off and the ship explodes and sinks. And I feel like that's a a symbolic thing where something in Mando's life has been ex- exploded and destroyed. But wow. there's a beautiful background in that How where his eyes are open to something else. And oh my so, gosh! Well, Jeremiah. I didn't. That that's Bryce Dallas Howard. That's not that's just her doing, but not me. Still, <laughs> but, that was a that was a great conclusion there. Good job. And so, like, it's his eyes are open. Something has been destroyed in his worldview, but there's still beauty to that destruction. So, I liked it. Let's see. So then immediately after that, uh, it's now dark out and he, uh, Mando is walking with the child through the port town city Trask. Uh, 
and he immediately gets surrounded by Corrin. I'm like, oh, no. It's a trap. Not again. Like, we. It's a trap. Yeah. And so they're all mad because he's like, you killed my brother. Like, oh, my. Oh, boy. And he's like, you killed my brother? Prepare to die. I'm going to. You say, I'm going to kill your pet? Stop. Yeah, he said, pet or your pet now or something like that. But he calls it a pet. Pet, yes. And so he. Mando, he you know he's he's looking around, he's trying to see everybody, and he's trying he's thinking Count of his, his numbers, yeah. And he's trying to figure it all out because he feels like he's alone in this moment. And in that moment of being alone, those three Mandalorians show up and land for back, and they did it like right behind him, like we got your back type of thing. Wow. And I got um, that. And all right. Bo-Katan is like, he didn't kill your brother. I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> and the three of them just immediately just kill, boom, everyone. Like So efficient. Good lord. Like a second, like all like 10 Corrin were killed. Like it's. Or knocked quick. out. We don't... No. Um, <laughs> those were <are> blasters. <laughs> they weren't set to stun, huh? And then nah. I think. Was... <laughs> and Bo-Katan was like. I think it was bulk time, or maybe it was Costco. I can't remember, but you're like, can we at least buy you a drink? And this, you know, let's just talk this through a little bit, right? And so the Even next scene, won't drink, but we will. Yep. So the next scene um, is them in the bar or wherever the, the restaurant or whatever, talking it over, and they those three took their helmets off again, um, and so they're sitting there, and Bo-Katan is explaining, you know. Uh, she wants to re- return the Mandalore and restore Mandalore, and um, she mentions that she's looking for something that she mm-hmm. need in order to do that. She needs something. Yes, she does. And immediately, I'm like dark saber. Yep, dark saber, dark saber, dark saber. And mm-hmm. the thing is, like people who don't know all the, everything about the dark saber, like they don't know the importance of it in this episode. Exactly. Yeah. And oh, we do. We all get it. There's a lot in this episode. Like I feel bad in a sense for people like that don't don't know it. Like there's so much in here that like blows my mind and how they just connect everything to everything we know about star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why people come and listen to us. Yes. Yes. That's true. That's That's why we're here to explain it. Yes. And so, She's like, you know, um, she's going on about this, and then Jaren, you know, reveals that he's on, he's been quested to return the child to uh, the Jedi, and she kind of looks at Adam. He's like, "What do you know of the Jedi?" And he's like, "Nothing." (laughs) And like that immediately is like, it shows Din Jaren's position where he literally knows nothing, like. Yeah. Like, it's almost like we project what we know about Jedi in his mind. Like, he knows he has to know something. He probably learned something from the armorer, you know, between scenes or something from, you know, episode chapter eight or whatever it was. But he literally knows nothing. And I I forgot to mention this earlier, but when they were on the boat and she looks down at the child and it makes a little like face, like, it's almost like she knew, like, she recognized. 
Yoda species or something like maybe I don't think we ever see in Clone Wars her interacting with Yoda. She doesn't. But like, I'm sure she like knew of Yoda or something well, ever, like that. But like, yeah, during the Clone Wars, like everyone knows of Master Yoda. Like, he's not a secret in the Clone Wars. Right. He's only a secret to apparently to people like throwing well, the Empire on. Well, I feel so feel like most people and alien species that are um, what's I forget the word, but are human like they. Humanoid? Humanoid, yes. They humanoid or is a sentient? Is that the word? Uh, sentient implies intelligence and development yes. and stuff like that. Yes, yeah. So sentient beings that like most of them have never seen a Jedi or know a lot about the Jedi. There's only ten thousand Jedi in a galaxy of trillions and trillions and trillions. And so that's fair. I that's... feel like most people have never seen a Jedi and only hear rumors of them. And so I don't know if Yoda is known, but like Mandalore's relation to the Jedi, probably they know Yoda because during Yoda's life, there was probably at least a couple wars between Mandalore and the Jedi. So they probably know of Yoda in a sense. But anyway, my point is like, I think Bo-Katan was surprised that he knew nothing. And the fact, because he's, part of the watch like they're supposed to restore mandalore to their ancient ways and their right. ancient ways were in conflict with the jedi so mm-hmm. she's kind of confused but i see that look in her face um but she says what she says is it in this moment she says she can't she can put him in contact with the jedi but yeah and then she's like but i need help with a mission and then i'll give you the information he's like a mission like this is my this is my strong suit. A mission, yeah. <laughs> my specialty. Yeah, and so then he. Um, oh yeah, and then I have my notes because um, she says she can lead him to a Jedi, and I, I'm like, I didn't want to jump the gun and just assume Ahsoka. But I'm oh, like, I I knew it from I, the get go. Okay, I okay, I get that, but I'm like, could they could it be bring us one? to a different? Could it no no? Exactly. Could they, can you let me finish? <laughs> like, um, he has, like, she, who would she know as a Jedi at this time? Like, we know she knows Ahsoka. So I'm like, okay, Ahsoka could be an option. But who else would she have known that maybe they bring the audience to this person first and then Ahsoka later or something? And I'm like, she would only have interacted with Ahsoka, Ezra, and Kanan. Kanan is dead. And there's the rumor that the Ahsoka series would be related to Ezra and Ahsoka. And so I was like, maybe we'll see Ezra. Like I was kind of thinking, I'm just, I just put that on the table. I wasn't like making any definitions. I'm like, they can you lead just us. Want to get your hopes up. I didn't want to get my hopes up. There's that too. Oh, and my so hopes my... went straight up through the roof. <laughs> the second <laughs> I, I heard her say that, I was like, my, my hopes learned how to fly real quick. Yeah. It would be, I think it would be. A, a big huge shock if it was Ezra like it oh, would yeah. be something we would have never expected and then that just adds a million questions like but I was like I didn't want to yeah. jump the gun um, so their the mission is a, a large um, imperial ship a Gazanti um, freighter and by the way I don't think we've seen those live action 
I I don't even recognize the ship. So uh, they're all okay. They're all over rebels. Are they? There there are a ton of those in rebels. Yeah. Yep, there are. There are a lot of those in rebels. Because I the didn't second recognize. I- the the back end of it because we see a scene in a few minutes where like it's, yeah, yeah where they're the three the three engines it's like they're, the, the they're wide in, back I never they they're in rebels I promise you they're in rebels okay I believe you they're I they're in yeah them. they're in rebels enough when I saw it I was like ah that's a thing that's another thing that we haven't seen <laughs> in live action like I I've had that reaction so they're there yeah so uh, Bogdan explains that Trask that port town is um a black market town and the the plunder or whatever of the the purge on Mandalore, a lot of that stuff is going through this black market and the Empire is using that as a means to collect more Mandalorian stuff and weapons and it's all loaded onto this this freighter. And so Mando's like, well, this is a big deal. Like how are we supposed to take this ship on like Blah blah blah, I'm like oh, we're just gonna get him in the air. Like we're gonna surprise attack him while it's after it's taken off when it's at a slow speed that we can um, jump on. And he's like, all right, we can do this. And I really like the the comment by Axe Wolves. You know, there's a lot of guys on there, but they can't hit the side of a bantha or whatever. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah so I I really enjoyed that. It was funny. And so uh, Mando, he goes to the frog lady and frog man and says, can you watch him? Something has come up. And she's excited to to Because um, she didn't him. see him eating her spawn. But she knew. Yeah. And so um, I really like the scene because the child sees the tadpole born. Yeah. And it... it you could t- see in his face because he, he smiles, but you, it, yeah. it clicked with him the importance of these eggs. And yeah. then we see it later when he's playing with it as it apparently grows like super fast. Like, yeah, it does. Holy smokes. So I, I really like that where we see, I guess you could say character development for the child where he learns yeah. about, yeah. Um, you know, where babies come from <laughs> type of thing. So <laughs> <laughs> like it, it expands. It's no, it's but it's kind of like yeah, no, no, no. The Mandalorian, you're right. You're right. he has an expand. His mind is expanded and learns something new they didn't expect. Yeah. and the child right. does the same thing. So they have a parallel character development in this episode. Yeah, and so they leave, um, and they, as the the freighter takes off, going away from the camera. Like this is a cool scene. Yeah, then you see four jetpacks. Yeah, oh gosh this is so good this is so amazing the cinematography in this episode was just Mm -hmm. superb it was amazing yeah and i'm like and they land on the the ship and they're killing stormtroopers like like on the outside they're doing watch i'm like this is so good and at this moment i realized it earlier in episode but then more so here but i really really like the theme musical theme that they give um, the Mandalorians in this episode. Did you take note of that at all? Like, I was honestly too wrapped up in the action. Yeah, so, me too. I would really? have to watch it because, like, because like, like one of the things I was more focused on the fact that like, um, 
one of the Mandalorians picks up a stormtrooper and and like jumps him into the air with a jetpack, and like that's yeah. something that we've him. seen before, and drops him, and that's something we've seen in the Clone Wars before, and like I was just watching them own these stormtroopers, yeah. and so I was preoccupied. Yeah, yeah I was I, occupied because they fly now, and so I was just oh, uh, <laughs> you dirty dog. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, I really like the musical theme and how Ludwig does very variants of his theme. It's only like a four or five note theme that he does, and I really like it. So when you guys go back and watch it again, like take pay note attention. of those, pay attention. It's it's really good, and it's a. I'm hoping that we see a lot more of that as we meet new Mandalorians in future episodes. Um, but before we get into the meat of the ending of this episode, the meat. You know what? Do you know what I think our listeners need to meet? Not M-E-A-T, but M-E-E-E-E-T. What's that? The coffee beans from the second sponsor of today's episode, Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. Hey. They also go good while you're in a meeting, so. Yeah, they do. I've had Zoom meetings in the past where I've been drinking coffee from Wesley Andrews, and it's (laughs) it's made the entire meeting so much better for me. That's uh, but yeah, so we have two sponsors. If you don't know, uh, Cufflinks, which is our new, newer, and uh, really, really amazing sponsor. But we also have a consistent, tried and true, just kind of always there for us as a friend sponsor, and that is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. Uh, take a listen, a quick listen to a word from them right now. Hey everyone, Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor for today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that they have a subscription service that gets those amazing coffee beans delivered to your door on an either weekly, bi-weekly, or a monthly basis. Unfortunately, we're all being negatively affected by this virus right now. With that being said, what a better time to try some new coffee and support a local business. I know they'll greatly appreciate it, and we will too. After all, using the code Empire Radio with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, when you start a new subscription at wesleyandrews.cc, you'll get 50% off your first purchase. I can't think of a better deal. Get 50% off support a local Minneapolis coffee shop, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. Do it. Awesome. Get a subscription. Buy it on trap. the internet. It's not, it's not a trap. Not a trap. Uh, while you're on the internet, just open a new tab. You're looking at cufflinks.com already. Just open a new tab, wesleyanchers.cc. Just get some coffee. Yep. And all right, so they land on the ship. They kill the ones on the, the stormtroopers on the outside. And keep in mind, these stormtroopers that we see in this ship, they are clean. Because last season, when we see stormtroopers, they're all janky and they're like, you know, bought their armor at like a thrift store type of thing. Like, it's it's, it's not the yeah. best. But these ones are clean, they're well kept, and you can tell that, okay, this is more of a. It seems like a, a more formalized group. And mm-hmm. so at first I'm thinking like these aren't, I didn't really think of it consciously, but I was like, okay, I didn't really connect them to Moff Gideon. Um, we do, they are connected to Moff Gideon and it was right. see you later. 
Um, but I was like, this is different than Moff Gideon's like rogue thing, like whatever. But yeah. Um, so they breached, they opened the door, they hacked through the little like, you know, pencil twisty thing that they have at every single door, apparently just cause it's very convenient. Um, but, uh, this is I, the way. I, was this it is the way. now who was the, the, the female that went in first? Was it Bo-Katan or was it Casca Reeves? I can't I think remember. It was Casca. I think I, th- I think it was too, but um, she had like a a blade on her wrist. Didn't no, that's that's Bo-Katan. Oh, that was Bo-Katan, Yeah. Bo-Katan. Okay, so is that something we've seen before? The the blade on the wrist. I don't know, but it was cool. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I didn't recognize other, it. We've seen it in other mediums before, like Assassin's Creed. Like, yeah, I've seen that, but like I don't remember like a Mandalorian having that before. So I was like, that's- this is cool. I mean, not that I've known of, but maybe, like, I don't know. I can't think of a certain scene that we've seen that, but I definitely have seen this before. And I don't know, it could be Mandalorian or it could be Assassin's Creed, but yeah. Right. And so she goes in, takes out, like, what, three or four or five people, like, right away. And so then they all come into the hallway and they're just, they're killing everyone. But what I really noticed in this scene, or through the whole, a lot of this thing where they're just, going forward is that the three Mandalorians, they are, um, uh, your cat is distracting me right now. I can't, I'm sorry. He just walked think. in front of my screen for those of you um, listening. Yeah. Cheeto. Um, but I felt like Din Jaren was out of his league for a little bit of this. Like he, okay. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. There were a few times where I was like, Oh man, he's really lying in behind. Yeah. He's like, he's not, he's not on the mission. He's he, he didn't get them down. Memo. Yeah, yeah, like, because he, he seemed like he was always, like, he was more cautious than, like, they were just all gun hope. let's keep moving forward. But we're used to him, you know, methodically moving forward and mm-hmm. making a plan. And you can just tell this, he's a bounty hunter, and these are soldiers that he's working with. And he yeah. he's not used to that style. And so that's, again, that's his his mind being opened up to something different a different way of the Mandalorians. Yep. And so they're bursting forward, blah, blah, blah. And um, while this is happening, we go to the bridge and we see the, well, I don't know, the captain of the ship, whatever you want to call him. I was like, no, no, he was a guy. captain. Captain. He, is his... he, that was his actual rank. He was a captain. Okay. Um, I was like, this actor, like, I recognize him. Like, he's in a lot of things. I know him from the show Lost, like, uh, yep. He's also yep. in a Transformers movie. Oh, he is. I yep. try to blank out those movies. Yeah, I mean, sure. Agents of Shield, right? And so um, he's the Mentalist. Yeah, he's in like everything. Like, he's, yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. And so I was like, this is a big name kind of big name actor. I'm like, this is great. I want him in this show. This is cool. And you know, we find out later that he was there for like one minute and then ah. gone. But whatever. So he's kind of like leading this whole thing, like, you know, trying to lock down the ship in a certain way. And he was a they, general, right? Huh? What was his position? He was a captain. Captain, captain. captain yeah. yeah. So he's, so I'm, I'm like intrigued by his character the whole time. And like, all right, cool. This is cool. And they're Mandalorians and Dinger, they're going and they're killing everybody. And. They make their way up to, I guess, what would be the third floor, I guess, because we see an elevator scene. And 
this scene is just, is funny all around because the other captain or whoever this guy is, I think he was like a lieutenant or something, like a first lieutenant. He's <laughs> he was terrible. Like he's like, yeah. you know, everyone get ready. You know, we're gonna we're gonna stop them. There's no way they're gonna move forward. And like three seconds in, like four of his troopers die, and he takes one shot and he runs. Lock it up. Lock the doors. Lock the doors. Like he's just mm-hmm. cowarding away. And it was just so funny. He's like. And the troopers, they're confused. Like, well, which doors do you want us to close? All of them, all of them, close all of them. And like, they're screwing up and they're screwing it. And they finally lock him in between two doors. And he's like, awesome. We got this. I got my promotion. I'm going to be captain of the ship next, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, hey, captain, we we trapped him. We trapped him in the control room or whatever it was. The cargo con- control room or something like yeah. that. And I really like the actor of the, the captain's acting in this scene where he like his sense of realization coming across his face was just like perfect. It was just where are you got him trapped oh, in a control room. And then the back end of the ship opens up and they all get sucked out. And <laughs> it was just, it was just the funniest thing ever. Yeah, that was, that was rough. It was, it was I feel was bad for the scene. guy, but that's like, that's it's get. like the only like, comic relief part of this whole episode was like yeah that funny thing i was like this is great and so then they um are moving forward and again closer to the bridge and they get pinned down where a bunch of troopers have like a heavy repeating blaster yeah and they're pinned down they can't they can't move forward and this is where din jaren steps up his game to show what he's made of and what he's able to do. Yeah, I feel like this was the moment where he was like, oh yeah, that's true. But I I feel like also this was the moment where he was like, okay, I got to do something. Here's here's my moment to shine. Let's do it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he activates some explosives and he just runs. runs. He just runs. And I'm like, they're gonna kill him off here. This is where he he's he's killed off. It's gonna now be a, the Bo Katan show. Like this is what's gonna happen. I'm like this is no way. What? No. I wasn't. Way. I wasn't. It's sarcasm. Oh, Calm oh, down. He was, I was, he was like, just, dude. There's no way. He was just getting wrecked by <laughs> blaster shots. Like he was just. I'm like, okay, this is cool. And he just runs forward, and he as he he falls, and then he he throws um, the explosives into the doorway. And it explodes, kills them all, and then they advance, and then they get into the bridge. Or actually, we skipped a part. Um, yeah. The captain, yeah, the captain, yeah, we did. The captain is talking to Moff Gideon now, and he, Moff Gideon's yeah. like, "What happened? Like everything okay?" And like, "No, we've lost the ship. They're the same bandits that've been hitting us earlier. Before, pirates, pirates, and they're they've taken the ship." And well, he's like, "Well, we'll just." Uh, meet at hyper hyperspace and we'll hit, and we'll meet at the rendezvous point and then we'll have you know you guys can help us out. And Mafia is like it's too late. There's nothing you can do. Um, yeah, he you know says something like if 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 they've taken that much of the ship, we're not going to help you. Like, yeah, there's nothing yeah. we can do at it's this point. There. Right. And I think it needs to be mentioned um, that he did say pirates. And maybe Jeremiah, because they did say pirates, we might get Hondo Hondo Onaka. 
Well, I think the pirates are in reference to the mon the the mandos though. Well, yeah, but who knows? So I don't know. But oh, and then we kind of also skipped over something else too. Um, when Bo-Katan reveals that she is changing the terms of the mission. Oh yes. Oh, she the alters ship. the deal. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he's Dinjarin's pissed. Like he's mad. This is not what we agreed. We agreed to just get the weapons on this ship, and this is where our guys started to get concerned about Bo-Katan and her intentions. Yeah, me too. Actually, I'm like, are they gonna make her the like a, a little villain type thing? Like, because yeah. she she's always been a hardcore like military warrior person. So I, yeah. I get that aspect of her, but this was like she had ill intent in a sense, and she it she mocks like, him. Yeah. She's like, he's like, this is not fair type of thing. And she's like, well, this is the way. Like, she says it sarcastically yeah. with anger behind it. And he, and then um, the scene that I mentioned, I was going to talk about earlier, was like how he's standing there still and the three walk away from him. And he's just stunned. Like, this is how Mandalorian, other Mandalorians are. They yeah. don't have any honor. They don't have respect. Like, they're just for their own self, their own reason. Yeah. And he's this his again his worldview is altered, and that might be why he you know almost tried to sacrifice himself to make that final rush at the end because he wanted to show that he's honorable. Yeah, and that yeah you know they kind of look well, down on him for being part of the watch, but he wants to show that he is honorable. Well, the other thing in that cargo hold, she says. I need if if I'm to rule Mandalore, which is the first time she said anything remotely related to ruling Mandalore in the episode, yeah. and I feel like that caught him off guard too. Because earlier in the episode, he says is a cursed planet. He's like, "That's a yeah. cursed, that's a cursed planet." But then, like, she straight up's like, "Look, there's something I have to retrieve if I'm going to rule Mandalore yeah. and unite everyone." Yeah, and so I feel like that's a pretty big moment yeah. too, where he's like, "Yeah, what the and- heck are you talking about?" And earlier when she, you know, expresses that they want to restore Mandalore, she says, we want to put a new person on the throne. And then they want to crown a new Mandalore. Yeah. And, but then now here she says that she wants to rule Mandalore. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. And so like, that was a big shock for me that like, it almost seemed like she lied to him at first about her intent and now even more so. And now she's revealing that. And I was like, dang, she's going to be a villain in this episode, like this season, like in a sense. But yeah, I don't know if it's a villain. It's more of a sense like at the end of the day, she's still like she has one goal. And if she has to like burn bridges to get to that goal, she she's like an care. anti-hero. Yeah. More so than a villain, yeah, you know, of. and 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 but the other thing is like she's withholding information from someone who's from the watch too. And so it's like, given the context context there, she probably doesn't trust him. Yeah, right. And she probably she probably thinks that if she talks about being the next Mandalore, she you know, it might not go over well with him depending on the way he was indoctrinated early on. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. Interesting. So, so going back to the captain, Moff Gideon says, "You know what to do." And Moff Gideon's like, long live the Empire. And the captain says, those poor pilots. 
Yeah, they were so pissed the whole. They were like scared the whole time. The one, one of them, like one of them the knew time. what was happening too. Yeah, yeah. And then the captain, he's like, "Long live the empire!" And he shoots the two pilots and takes over the ship and starts nose diving down to crash the ship. And this is when they're making that last punch because Casca Reeves is like, "We're at nine thousand feet. We're at." To eight thousand feet, and it's counting down. That's what causes Mando to make the, the 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 rush. Yeah. So they get through those people, those troopers, and they breach the the bridge. And they uh, Mando he pulls off the captain and him and Casca Reeves sit down, and they start trying to save the ship, pulling up as fast as they can, and they almost hit the water, like literally classic. Save the day. It was feet such from a good water. shot, though. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. man, the the VFX for this the episode specifically were just yeah. top notch. Yeah. And so yeah. they save the ship, and now Bo-Katan has the captain in her hands, and is like, "I need this information. You're going to leave him off, Gideon. Like, does he still have it? I need what he has." And he's like, "If you're well, asking me, not, though. well, I'm just." paraphrasing this where is this thing because the thing is if she would have said moth though mandel could have helped her find moth gideon okay i mean not necessarily paraphrasing because the the last thing mando saw was his tie fighter i mean it could have been like oh i killed him oh that's true you know what i mean like so there it was like we have to recognize that she didn't say moth gideon well, right. She I was, was just talking about the lightsaber that he, like Dinjarin, hasn't seen. Well, sure. Right, and so I was just paraphrasing the essence of what she was saying. Oh, I know. I'm just. And so she's like, "Does he have still have? Does he have the the dark saber?" And the captain's like, "Um, if you're asking me this, you know he does." Type of thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. which was a great a great line. And yep. she's like, "Well, I'm going to let you live, but you're going to lead me to him." And he's like, he's going to kill me. And apparently in Star Wars, they have like a suicide pill that shocks you to death. Like how no. Cold War of them. <laughs> like how very like spy movie. Yeah. Of them. Like, <laughs> you know, I didn't expect that at all. Like, cause I thought that this actor was going to be uh, a recurring, recurring character because he, he's a big name. I'm like, they're not going to hire a big name guy just for literally a minute or two of screen time, but apparently they did. Now they could probably use him in a flashback with Moff Gideon on the, in the purge or something like that. So I'm hoping to see that, but um, he dies. They save the ship and Casca uh, Reeves is like, cause they set out a distress call. They know we're here. We got, we got to leave. And then Jen's like, all right, I got to go. And then Bo-Katan's like, you know, are you sure you want to leave? You can still come with us. He's like, nope. And she's like, all right. We fulfilled the terms of both sides of the deal. And she says, I can tell you where the Jedi is. She says, go to Catalan on the forest planet of Corvus. And there you will meet... Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> yeah. And I you jumped Jeremiah. I jumped up. I on I was sitting on my couch. I had my feet up on the ottoman when I was watching this. I stood up and I 
put my knees on the ottoman. I was like on all fours on my ottoman, like <gasps> super excited. Oh, wow. I was because okay. like, you know that I've had mixed feelings about live action Ahsoka. Sure. And so like everything has been been like spec- hinted, spec nothing's been confirmed. So like I didn't want to get my hopes up. But now and we so know. I, I I didn't know what my reaction would be. Yep. When that's confirmed. And I, apparently I'm more excited than I thought I was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, my, my wife and I both haven't had an audible reaction. Yeah. Like of, of like a gasp when we heard that. Um, because of course, like when she said, I can lead you to one of, uh, I can lead you to a Jedi. I had, you know, I had my strong suspension, suspensions, but like hearing her name. Yeah. It's just yeah. everything. Yeah. It, and then it's, and then simultaneously too, this okay. So this story of the Mandalorian of Din Djarin, there have been hints to the greater galaxy, the galaxy that we know yeah. from other media, right? So we've got the dark saber. Yeah. That's a big. That's a big hint. We've got Death Troopers again, massive tie-in from Rogue One, where they yep. were first announced or first revealed. You know, we've got other things in a small way, but this episode. With Bo-Katan and the mention of Ahsoka, just hearing her name in a live-action media, we have now, like, it changed the way the Mandalorian feels for me. Yeah. Because now it feels grafted in, it doesn't doesn't seem like there's a, it's this really, really amazing story happening in the same galaxy. Now it's like, okay, it's happening in the same galaxy, but now they're, the stories are directly related. Yeah. 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 Drew, what were your what was your reaction? My first reaction was like, "Oh, they said it!" I like gasped. I like yelled. My wife got mad at me because she was like, "I woke her up," (laughs) and I'm not even the same. The room I was in the living room. She was in our bedroom, and she's like, "Seriously," and I'm like, "You don't even understand what I just watched. (laughs) Like, you'll understand tonight when we watch it." Like, it was. And my second reaction was like, oh, Jeremiah, I wish I was in that room with him because I know he's freaking out. Because, like, <laughs> I mean, that's two episodes already, and there's only been three episodes. But two out of the three episodes, we had a freak right. out moment. We had a big cameo. End. Yeah. And we, were, and we were freaked out, in a sense, in the first or second episode with all the spiders. Like, But it was just like the first one we got, like, at the end, it's like it pans out and you see Boba Fett, right? And that was amazing. And then in this one, you get like a big name drop. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then you can see Ahsoka Tano and you're like, <gasps> yeah. <gasps> yeah. Like, so, really quickly, can, let's just go ahead and say he goes back, he gets his ship. Oh, it's, yeah. thrown, it, it's thrown together with a bunch it's, of vines and he's like, uh, Mon Calamari. Job in the world. Oh, yeah. you can't yeah. forget the octopus that almost tried to kill. Oh, that's true. He oh, yeah. does save that child. Alien. And he, it's almost like he kind of was a little force sensitive and kind of sensed that there was something there. And maybe, but let, let's okay. So we ended the episode essentially. Let's just go back to the to let's sit here with the reveal of Ahsoka because there there are so many implications to this, y'all. Well. <laughs> like, well, the first thing that we got to think of is that that because Bo-Katan knows where Ahsoka is, that yeah. there is a relationship there post yep. what we see in season two of Rebels. Because that's, or I, just, I, I should 
back up a little bit. Because in season two, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think the timeline of Rebels. It's season two. Or is well, it season we, three? Well, all the most of the Mandalorian stuff happens in three and four, so like, yeah, Bo-Katan knows that that rebel cell was working with Ahsoka. Yes, but I don't, I don't think Ahsoka, Ahsoka never met up with Bo-Katan at that point. No, 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 and you're so, correct. It was right. she wasn't a part of the cell when they were doing the stuff on Mandalorian. Right. Correct. So, the, presumably, you know, the last time that Ahsoka saw Bo-Katan. Um, would have been the Siege of Mandalore during Revenge of the yep. Sith. And so the p- question is, how does Bo-Katan know Ahsoka? This is 25 years later. Like, mm, how does she know true. where Ahsoka is after 25 is years? What happened um, post uh, Bo-Katan getting the Darksaber and where we are now that she knows yeah. about Ahsoka? So and where I, I, she- Go ahead, Drew. I was gonna say, like, I think it's obvious that the Soka series is going to start there. There and as what? Or as or in like the, or more in the past at least. Yeah, it's gonna start like more in the past, leaning into like how Moth got that like dark saber. Well, and, and and that like, would make sense because there t- there there's so many rumors talking about Sabine and her looking for Ezra. Yeah. Like you know? that stuff is I think that's going to be what the show is, and it's going to lead until the moment. And it's going to be almost like a prequel show tying in. Which, this. That's my on, guess. Honestly, that would be incredible, and as I want to see Thrawn. I want to see live-action Thrawn. Yeah, I think we might see live-action The thing Thrawn. is, even more so than Ahsoka, I feel like they have to have the same voice actor do Thrawn because his voice is so unique oh, yeah. in the show. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, well, I mean, we could get into the speculation, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Thrawn now in the show. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think, no. I don't think we're going to see him in this really? season. No, well, I mean, no, but, we will see, we'll see him in, if there is, is the live action Ahsoka series, we'll see yeah. him in that. Here's um, the thing. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's, we're asking too much. But we've already been given so much in but this one season. For. Yeah, right. But I say I'm just saying in Mandalorian. Yeah, but like I, there, there's no way that they're gonna bring in all of these characters, give them the justice and the development they deserves. They deserve centering around the story of Din Djarin, and still have time for like other things yeah, like advancing the plot. With, you know, with Thrawn in it, it would. It would be an offshoot. It would be too much of a distraction and a rabbit trail in a sense. Okay, or they would if, have to make him like walk by once, and then you, and then you'd be mad because you're like, you, no. you didn't give so him the my, attention my he deserved. At the end of this, Ahsoka kills Moth. The end of the season. Okay, I'm just saying this. This is what I'm saying. You're hearing it first. She kills Moth, and who's in charge of the Empire above him? Thrawn. And Thrawn is the big bag for season three and four. That's what I'm saying. That's my guess. That's my speculation. And it's going to tie even more of everything else. I don't know. Here's the thing, though. Thrawn, okay, so so here's the thing. Thrawn isn't, 
Thrawn has never been inherently evil in the same way that Sidious was, and then I guess Darth Vader wasn't inherently evil, but he became very evil. Thrawn was never like inherently evil or characteristically evil, like at, in in the center of his morality. It, it was always a means that his actions were a means to an end. So him joining the Empire, him supporting the Empire, it, it was because of of threats. Yes, no, which I understand. we're now beginning to get more context for in these these books we're getting. But the, what I what I'm trying to say is, I feel like Ezra, Ahsoka, and Sa- Sabine could have convinced him otherwise, convinced him that the Empire was wrong. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, he comes in to the Empire, has no contact with anyone but the Empire, goes through an Imperial Academy is indoctrinated in with all of the ideologies and all of the perspective of the Empire, and that's all he knows. And then, of course, you have these rebels, and then you know they're making claims, but to him, he's never seen the other side of the fence. And I feel like, I feel like it would be so easy for them, or maybe not easy, but I think it would be conceivable for them to, to sway him to the opposite direction. So while it would be really cool for him to be the antagonist, I also feel like if he spent any significant time with Ezra and Sabine or Ahsoka, any of them, or a combination of them, I don't know if he'd be an antagonist anymore. If anything, he'd be an ally. We'll find out. (laughs) For me, it's like with uh, Dave Filoni at the helm with John Favreau, it's pretty much Dave Filoni's show, and any character that he's making that we love, he's willing to give them to us. And it's showing. So for me, it doesn't make any sense why we couldn't get him. Because last season, we oh, never sure. even thought about Ahsoka. Or last season, we never thought we'd actually get Boba Fett. And we already got those. So it's like, it right. doesn't make... I'm saying, let's go Thrawn. That's what... Everyone loves Thrawn. Everyone wants Thrawn. Give us Thrawn. Again, I, I think yeah. it's going to be too distracting for, yeah, um, I, for this show. I, for this show. Now, Ahsoka show, that's a different story. Because... Uh, the reason why I think it would be distracting is because Thrawn's story of where it left off in Rebels, mm-hmm. it's it's unrelated to Din Djarin's sphere. And I'm so, not saying it is. I'm just saying like if that if what I just said. Well, I, I get that. Like, like he's that, a fan favorite, but also if he is going to show up in live action, I think it would be he'd be as he would be the antagonist in its own separate show. Because yeah. I think I think the future of, of the Mandalorian is restoring Mandalore and future yeah. if Moff Gideon gets yeah. killed this season, yeah. the future the episode seasons are gonna be about um Din Djarin learning new ways about um the conflict between the different clans and families yeah. of Mandalore yeah. and mm-hmm. trying to unite them and to learn these new things. I think the antagonists in the future are going to be future Mandalorian clans. Gotcha. So you think it's more of like what Din Djarin's thing is figuring out how to balance and make Mandalorian like a yeah. peaceful world again and yeah. not not a cursed world? Yeah, he's, he's yeah. a chosen I mean, one. I, I like that way. Okay, cho- okay. He's going to bring balance to Mandalore. Uh, okay. Well, you heard it here first. Well, <laughs> I, I, would, I would say on a much shorter future scale here, my speculation is that we are not going to see Ahsoka next episode. It's oh, going to be right. episode five. Yep, because? 
Dave Filoni directs it, is directing that one. Oh, that's all you have to say. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that's it. but that's not oh. the reason. I don't think I, there's there's no way they're going to give her to us in episode four. Now, to be fair, this is being recorded, and so if if next Friday morning I pop open that episode and she's so there, sorcerer. I think the episode that we are introduced to her, the episode title will be the sorcerer. Maybe hundred percent. And if it like, says that, it's just wrong. But then, <laughs> but but what I'm saying is, what will probably happen for pacing is on the way there. He he, what? Yeah. So in that his, in the video that his, we watched earlier, one theory was that um, he stops on Navarro, yeah, to pick is, up yeah to pick up uh, Kara and uh, Grief well, Karga. Would, we would have to look. I want to look at that trailer again because I wonder what type of. Um, where his ship status is in that scene where he gets back on Navarro. Is it still janky or is it like, I don't know. I don't know if you really, really see it. No, you see him exit out the back. Cause it's in the, cause I remember watching videos of people break, doing trailer breakdowns and there's like something in the back of the thing. that's like, what is this in, inside the cargo part of the ship? Like probably so see, seaweed. Probably that's why I'm saying we should yeah. go back and look at that. See what condition his ship is in. Cause if it's, High quality, back to where it should have been. Like, it's probably not next episode, but that right. does bring up something I was thinking about um, with Ahsoka. Is that I believe in that trailer scene as well. Mando has the child, and so it's almost like if he gives the child away, like it would be after. Like he wouldn't see Ahsoka till after Navarro stuff. Yeah. Um, or right. if he does meet Ahsoka, or maybe he goes to the place where Ahsoka is supposed to be, and she's not there. Um, that's which that's I think. A, would, yeah, that'd be cool theory. if like Sabine was there. Like, I think it'd be cool. That, like, we have the tease of Ahsoka that, that they keep teasing her, and then when it's it's like almost unexpected. Like we don't know now. We don't know when she's going to show up. So when she does show right. up. It's more right. meaningful because if we if she's first five minutes of the next episode, like him landing well, in that, a forest, that's what, that's what I'm saying. There's no way. I don't think it's going to be episode four or chapter right twelve. Right. I, I it's it's going to be at least the fifth or sixth episode, and then it, there'll be a greater lead up until the the, the finale. Yeah. So like I'm watching it now, and you don't see him landing on an. Oh yeah. But- but you see the back of his ship, though. You don't. You see them, and then it leaves to a different scene. Oh, like you I... just see them, so it doesn't show anything. It just shows them two walking up, and then the next scene right after that is the um, the Empire ships like unfolding and leaving, whatever. Oh, the Tie Fighters. Tie Fighters, and that's it. And then you see the troopers run in the scene that we just saw. Besides yeah, that, we don't. Think it... I think it could be conceivable that he goes to Navarro to pick them up to get help and then or to take them on their journey and then he has to deal with the empire a little bit on Navarro before he goes but then again the question is why why pick them up you know like if he has yeah. a lead he's right there really make sense to go get them right now right uh, I, I think that's I think, I think that's pre-finale like episode unless, 6 maybe unless he crashes on Navarro on the way over and they get into those um 
those TIE fighters because their ships are broken. And she mm-hmm. cleaned up Navarro by killing all the Empire that was left. And she's like, hey, we have ships. Let's just go take these ships to find Ahsoka. Maybe. Because besides okay. that scene so and... If you, sorry. If you go look at the special look, you see the ship on Navarro. The little the shorter trailer. Oh. That's that's where I saw it. So oh, yes, you, yes, you yes, see yes. the That's a different I had never actually seen I, this trailer. That might be a different oh, uh, nope. As you can see right away, um there's ropes. There's hanging. there's ropes, but it, you don't see the, the engines on the outside. It might be a different ship. And there's it looks like there's a carbonite Dude, that carbonite thing? It looks like Slave One? Like Huh? Slave One? No, no, no. The the carbonite thing person is in carbonite in the back of this in the background. <gasps> there that, is that if you look at like the legs, it looks like that is a like the the hang down that Ahsoka has in Rebels. Like the little like the leather things that hang down their thighs. Shut Wait, up. What? No way. That Shut looks like up. that that might be Ahsoka in Carbonite. No, no, you didn't hear it first here. No. You, no you heard way. it here it first. Is. Do you see what yeah, I'm saying no though? Yeah, I kinda there's get no way. it. But there's no my, way my that it's he, not it's the blue guy. There's no <laughs> way that he captures he captures Ahsoka and freezes her in Carbonite. There's no way. There's no, no way. way. She's too good. This, is, this is the way though. Okay. Oh, gosh. I, I've never seen this trailer. Now I gotta what watch. Mean? We talked about it. That's a short look or a special look. Okay. Okay, but I don't, I, don't know what to I, I don't. I don't really. I don't really have any other speculations other than that. I think that's kind of like I. Yeah. I the, other than I don't think we're gonna see Ahsoka in the next episode, which I could be wrong. I d- I genuinely don't have a sense of where we're going now, especially well, if he stopped. Yeah, that's true. If she if we don't go see Ahsoka next episode, it's got to be something to make the Ahsoka episode bigger, kind of like the last one. I don't want a huge filler episode though, like the last one. Like I don't want something to build up as much. Um, but I mean, it's probably going to be something like that. But Jeremiah, we're going to see Ahsoka this season. Well, I mean, supposedly I we don't know. We don't but... know. It might be it might be like a a book or not book town a Boba Fett, Fett thing where, where it's the face. very last episode I, we see I her for like enraged. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, I don't think we're gonna see Boba Fett like ever again. Ever. Yeah, now Would that Ahsoka taking the spotlight is the big cameo here. I don't I don't know. But I don't know. I really maybe maybe we will. I don't know, but all I can say is sit back, um, try to relax. It's been kind of stressful watching this, but also because it's so enjoyable and you're the edge of your seat. Um, so, so Drew, yeah, no. After all my in-depth no. sight, you still I, think the first episode is better than this? I think for me, like I already said, for me personally, I think it is because. What I I can take that episode and just like watch that episode. I think I don't need anything else. I think this episode's good, but I think there's gonna be a better episode like 
in two weeks we're gonna get a better episode and this well, one this yeah. one's gonna be there. But, but we're just comparing this ep- this episode with the first episode. But Jeremiah, like, you can, think about, about the future think episodes. It. Think about it from Drew's perspective. This is a guy who loves Tatooine, loves Boba Fett. Right. But keep in we mind when we did the episode rankings, he had chapter five, the gunslinger, at the bottom with us as well. And that was all on tattoo. And I like the main guy. Right. So, right. so the, the place has nothing to do with what he, why he likes it. Well, it, it also has Tuscan Raiders. But here's the thing it, there, there are four major points for Drew for this episode. One, Tuscan Raiders play a major part. Two, Tatooine. He still loves Tatooine. Three, you get Boba Fett's armor. And four, you get Boba, you get Fett. Boba Fett. And I've been living my whole life thinking Boba Fett died in the worst way possible. And, and I mean, if you want to hear more about that, you can listen to last week's episode of Empire Radio, or this week, actually, not even last week, a couple of days ago. Like, go check that out. Ago, yeah. Because I mean, if you look way. in the background, if you look in the background of the, because we're, we're doing a Google uh, video chat too, so we can see each other. I mean, if you look in the background, he's got freaking, not only does he have the Boba Fett Black Series helmet, but he has the Boba Fett uh, prototype Black Series helmet. And he's got a Boba Fett action figure sitting on poster. Yeah. Anyways, so I mean, all I'm saying is, like, I think from his perspective, I understand why it's it's a better episode for him. Yes. But Drew, would you at least agree that what is in this episode, uh, or the third episode here, it pushes the story forward? Okay. As long as we can agree with that, that, no, that, that aspect is better than a fan episode. Unless somehow they tie Boba Fett and Ahsoka together in a weird way that I don't know. But like episode one's a fan for people like me who's been waiting their whole life to see Boba Fett again. Fan service. Well, well now that you mentioned possible. now that you mentioned connecting Boba with Ahsoka, do you think we're gonna see Rex with Ahsoka? It'll be the same actor. I, I hope not. No? Nope. I hope not because it's going to screw up so many people. Well, oh, and then. Good. Like, that's. How many characters can you add into Din Djarin's story before they start stealing the show? I mean, because, like. Well, I think it depends on how much screen time because Boba Fett didn't steal yeah. the show. And if and if when we see Ahsoka, like say we see Ahsoka, Sabine, and Rex on um, Corvus, like it could be one episode where we see those three, and then after that we don't see each other except for Ahsoka. Like it could just be a, a yeah. single episode cameo, and then in the live action Ahsoka series, if that ever happens, then we'd have them as a regular thing. Okay. My only thing is if this next episode, Boba Fett fights. Has been chasing him with the slave one the whole time, lands on whatever planet and attacks Mando to get his armor back. And that's the whole next episode, which I'm like freaking out. And then, and then Rex and Boba Fett fight each other to the death. That would be great. Okay, that'd be kind of interesting. But Rex needs to be part of the show this season. Okay, so yeah, my thing is because we got Boba's face as that character, as a casual viewer, as people that don't understand, oh, it's gonna wreck uh, them. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna be like, "Huh? So he's a clone? Not not the person with the armor? So why did we see that person at the end?" And trust me, I've been already explaining this story a lot to people, 
And I mean, I mean, our job is for people to listen to us talk about and explaining this. Yeah, correct. This is the way. But this is we've chosen. Way. We've chosen this lifestyle to be correct. But I <laughs> and really, just hates us right now. <laughs> I, I, I really think, as a viewer, they're gonna get confused if they. Don't I I get that. I, you, that's a good that's, point. I agree with that's you. That's why I don't want to see Rex. Not that I, I don't want to see Rex. I just know that until we understand. And two people know, like, that is Boba Fett. He was a clone. His dad is Jingle Fett. Like, until they say that on this show, we cannot get Rex. And that's that's all. I get it. I, it makes sense. Well, do you have any more, <laughs> you have any more speculations or anything like that? Uh, I don't have any more speculations. I'm just – it's not, not a, a long thing, but, again, just I wonder why Ahsoka – is on the specific planet that she's supposed to be at. Like we'll find her, out her, you know, her being the as a place where, Oh, you'll find her here. means that she's kind of settled here. So, you know, how does that relate to um, the Sabine hooking up with Sabine to find Ezra? Like, is this after this or before this? Like it's, it just yeah. brings a lot of questions about where Ahsoka is at in her journey. Yeah. Well, uh, if any of you listeners have any thoughts about Ahsoka, any basically anything from this episode, you have your own theories, you have your own comments, um, or you just want to tell us, hey, I love what you're doing. Good, keep it up. Do do the thing more that you're doing right now. Uh, head over to Instagram and Facebook, uh, depending on what your preference is between the two of those, and search for Empire Radio Podcast. All one word, all lowercase. Empire Radio Podcast. Those are our social media uh, social media handles. For those two and uh if you're really into youtube mostly everyone is we are on youtube as well at empire radio a star wars podcast um and we're posting really exciting content there we have plans for some more stuff in the future we even have some product reviews from the uh the for some products from cufflinks.com and potential things that you can win if you go over to our social medias and sign up for a giveaway so, uh, yeah, if you have any comments, we'd love to hear your feedback. Um, there's also going to be a link underneath uh, the podcast player of your choosing in the description where you can click it and or, or hit it with your thumb or whatever and leave us a voice message. Um, and if we really like it, who knows? We might even uh, listen to it on air and react to it. So, yeah, yeah. There are many ways you can interact with us, and we would love for you to do so because we, we can't do this without you guys. Yeah. Well, you guys, this has been amazing long, way longer than the actual episode itself. Uh, uh, yeah. Podcast episode of The Mandalorian Season 2, Chapter 11. Um, anyways, I've been Drew. I'm Jeremiah. And I'm Andrew. And may the Force be with you. Oh. oh.